This is a public news service daily newscast update. Russia invades Ukraine. I'm Mike Clifford. CNN reports international condemnation of Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been swift and sharp, with several leaders also promising a new harsher wave of sanctions on Moscow in the coming hours. The German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, criticized Russia's military operation in the strongest possible terms, calling it a reckless act by President Putin, a terrible day for Ukraine and a dark day for Europe. CNN notes the European Union said we demand President Putin cease military operations immediately and unconditionally withdraw all forces and military equipment from the entire territory of Ukraine. President Biden expected to address the nation later today. This week marks two years since the killing of Ahmad Aubrey in Georgia, and the three men convicted for his murder have now been found guilty for hate crimes in federal court. Civil rights groups applaud the verdict, but say more hate crime enforcement needs to be done locally. Oren Selstrom, with Lawyers for Civil Rights Boston, points to a recent case in East Boston where a woman and her daughter were walking home and speaking in Spanish, and a white assailant physically and verbally attacked them, telling them to, quote, speak English and, quote, go back to your country. Selstrom notes the sentencing was lenient, just 15 months of probation. That type of violence against someone based on their identity, that goes beyond the physical assault and really is emotionally and mentally damaging, not only to the victims, but to others in their community who may learn about the attacks. Selstrom says law enforcement at all levels need to take hate crimes more seriously. He knows the police often do not investigate crimes as hate crimes, even when it's clear a crime was motivated by prejudice. Similarly, he says district attorneys and judges often are reluctant to charge and decide cases as hate crimes. I'm Lily Bulky, reporting. A few words not included in South Dakota's law dealing with criminal sexual contact came to light in a recent investigation. A bill making its way through the legislature would add the words buttocks and inner thighs to the sexual contact law. Bill sponsors say not having that language prevented charges being filed against a high school cross-country coach in Rapid City over inappropriate massages with students. Rapid City Republican Senator Elaine Duhamel says prosecutors from elsewhere in the state testified they too wish they had a broader definition for similar cases. Just another tool for the prosecutor when something like this happens. The bill has cleared the Senate and will likely be considered in the House. I'm Mike Moen. Sexual abuse of minors falls under the umbrella of adverse childhood experiences. Researchers with the CDC say survivors are more likely to experience sexual violence as adults when compared with non-victims. This is PNS. Nursing homes continue to report staffing shortages. During the Omicron variation surge in January, the number of infections and deaths in Arizona jumped significantly. According to AARP, during the four weeks ending January 23rd, the infection rate for nursing home residents increased by a factor of eight, while the rate of staff testing positive for the virus increased 11-fold. The number of deaths also grew from 28 to 39. AARP Arizona State Director Dana Kennedy says you can't provide quality care with too few people. We know that in order to make sure that the residents are well cared for, they must have enough staff, and 34% shortage is a real concern. Arizona is one of the top in the country for staff shortages. Kennedy says low vaccination rates are also part of the problem. The report shows that in January, just over one-third of nursing home residents in Arizona were vaccinated with a booster dose, while less than 20% of direct care staff were fully vaccinated. 
Mark Richardson reporting. And Washington State could head to the front of the pack when it comes to electrifying new buildings. Proposals before the State Building Code Council would require high-efficiency heat pumps for space and water heating in new commercial buildings. Johnny Kosher is with the Clean Energy Think Tank. Building electrification is one of those kind of no-brainer solutions where it's like we can actually save money both upfront if the building's designed correctly. The utility bills typically will either be the same or less, and then we reduce emissions and improve health. Skeptics of the plan point to reliability and affordability. of, According to the nonpartisan group RMI, the shift away from gas to electric will eliminate about 8 million tons of carbon dioxide by 2050. Finally, Eric Tigetoff tells us a new project in the Florida panhandle is ensuring military readiness while conserving one of the most biodiverse regions in the country. Federal agencies have designated 7.7 million acres from Tallahassee to the Alabama border as a sentinel landscape. The area encompasses multiple military bases, including Eglin Air Force Base and a hub for training operations in the Gulf of Mexico. Kent Wimmer with Defenders of Wildlife says sentinel landscapes are conservation partnerships between the military, state, local, and nonprofit organizations. What we're trying to do is we're trying to protect base missions, we're trying to protect working lands, so working farms and forests, and we're also trying to protect habitat for threatened endangered species. Wimmer says the Northwest Florida Sentinel landscape provides an important opportunity to conserve the panhandle rather than clear the way for more development. Other Sentinel landscape designations have been announced in Texas and in Indiana. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. You can hear us on great radio stations, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.